Maron, it's another episode of the Dragon Ball Super Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super. I am your host, Jeremy Hammond. I am making an Excel sheet of my greetings and exporting them to your doc. I am here today with my regular co-hosts, Alex Patak, surprise, and Katie Rose Leon. Jeremy always intros me before you. You messed up the imitation, and my feet are cold. Failure. We're not in the anime room. That's canon. <laughs> We are here today in the Alex Patak Luxury Apartment Studios with some very special guests all the way from the Antifada podcast. It's Jamie and Sean. Hello. Hello. All right, you can talk now. You're part of the yeah, show. Okay, cool. You're in. We're in, we're in, we're in. All right, rock <laughs> I feel roll. like I need to come up with some kind of funny voice now. If you have any further impressions of Jeremy you'd like to add to the show, those are always welcome. <laughs> Folks. Maybe later. <laughs> Folks! Folks! I need some inspiration. Um. So here's what you're missing. You two have not heard the podcast before, right? We actually just listened to the episode you did with Matt Chrisman earlier today. <laughs> we sure did. While we set up our, our apartment. Hour. <laughs> and we're like, wow, how real is this going to get? If the Balling Out Super podcast should last a thousand years, they would say that was the darkest hour. <laughs> yeah, all of our guests, like almost cry that's something that happens every week that's not true they have revelations we about do themselves have is this a therapy podcast it is uh, any not, man talking to me podcast. is definitely working something out folks <laughs> <laughs> okay um, I have a balling out super story you have a super story alright well we're gonna get to that in a second I just wanna introduce you and kinda get your background uh, first question for Jamie and Sean how pure is your hate today Oh, oh, shoes on the other foot now. You go where'd, ahead. Where'd you, go you get first. that question? Yeah, how's this feel? <laughs> Damn. It feels fine. I'm going to be honest. My hate is pretty diluted because I slept really late and then I just didn't leave the house because it was really cold. I hung out with the cats. We uh, we set some things up in our house and then we came here. So, mm, five. That's still <laughs> enough to get a little riled up at a tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the the constant sort of ambient, ambient uh, hate. the the ambient stuff that makes me angry is still there in the background. Mm. So I've got it on a low simmer, like it never goes off. It's like a pilot light of hate. Uh, it's like oh. a it's like a pressure cooker. That's responsible and helpful in the winter. Yeah, mm, exactly. Which is right now, Sean, is your hate uh, high today? Oh my God! Is it ever? Um, I always like Jamie have a pretty high degree of uh, ambient hate. That's going at any given time. You're using your uh, phone voice right now. Am I using my phone totally voice? Totally using. Very loud His right phone now. voice is very loud. Oh my god! I'm I getting... have many hates and skills ready for your workplace. <laughs> a time I... that I felt hateful, but not hateful enough. And here's a creative solution for it. One of the reasons why reasons why my hate's pretty pure is that um, we got some uh, home like creative home solutions okay. uh, from IKEA. And it would be the most basic thing in the world if I were to go off about how annoying it is to put that shit together. What's but I have yarm? been doing it, and uh, yeah, it's been pretty fucking annoying. Put that annoying. shit together. You wanted to fucking go there, and I was like, oh, that's babe, the worst. do you remember 
how what happened the last time we went there? Like they almost broke six up. years ago. Yeah, it was I was going to say that, that that oh would be. What I am oh. scarred for life, and That's we are never going back. Favorite thing at IKEA is just watching people's relationships crumble <laughs> exactly. in ten different languages. <laughs> it's really real. Yeah, I just it's so wonderful. Like I am a I'm a bitter mean woman, and I love going <laughs> to IKEA and buying sensible home furnishings and watching a decade old relationship come to a crumble over a floor. As a malicious crone. My most pure magic comes from Swedish I'm just like furniture. Listening to people fight over a sofa called a frighten and I just like cackle while crows surround me and they're like, how did that get in Okay, here? okay, I have to be Jeremy. We're doing an anime podcast and we're getting to it. Now you get to be responsible and I get to derail. Here, for Jamie and Sean, you are our guests of honor. We want to know what is your experience with anime? Did you guys watch anything growing up? Do you do you have any uh Exposure to this or dark or to Dragon art. Ball. Usually, the um, question is what or is, to Dragon Ball specifically. Yeah, I don't think that did they have Dragon Balls when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah, it's been on f- since for, the eighties. Okay, because um, <laughs> I don't. By Bush Senior. <laughs> I don't remember if I ever watched Dragon Balls specifically, but I definitely watched some anime here and there, like on Cartoon Network or whatever. I thought it was like kind of cool and weird. <laughs> so it's like the same kind of reaction you have of like uh, the kid in your class who eats paste. <laughs> sure. She was that. I don't know she was what you're kid, doing, actually. but it's interesting. It's just like yeah. something that you were like flipping the channels. You're like, I'll watch this for 10 minutes. It's yeah. Like I a- mean, I definitely watched some Sailor Moon yeah. when I was a kid. That was a good, good, good cartoon. Yes. Pure, strong. Cartoon. I uh, I watched some Sailor Moon myself too when I was a kid. Uh, now that's I, feminism. Yeah, it sure is. I am a that's, woke. That's my woke bay. That's, that's me. Um, yeah, in the ninety in the in the nineties. I'm not sure anyone that I knew was really into anime, but it started to come out like on the TV. There was a show called Sailor Moon, which was the first thing that I saw. And then there was something called Speed Racer that came out on MTV, and that was pretty awesome. It's Uh, so uh, entertaining to me that you're talking about this as if we're not so deeply mired in this that we do not know Speed Racer and Sailor Moon. I'm sorry. He's so fast. His words don't match up with his mail. Are you new to this meeting? Uh, We've covered it. (laughs) We just... Yeah, what? Does Princess Mononoke count? Because I definitely saw that. Absolutely. Oh, yes, yes. That's a fine subject. That's act- like an actually good movie. It's <laughs> mired in culture and history. Ugh, you know, eco fascism. Ooh. Ooh. Is it? I don't know. Do you have strong opinions on Princess Mononoke? No, not really. I know it's got like an environmentalist theme, though. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I thought I was reading somewhere Miyazaki like dabbled in lefty stuff. For a while? Hmm. I could see that. Comrade Miyazaki. I, I just read this interview with Miyazaki where he was just railing against how pissed he is that people sexualize his character and like weird deviant art. <laughs> which I like. Do not put my princess on a pillow. Basically, he was just like, can you not sexualize children, please? <laughs> Isn't that half of what anime is, if though? If you can Morals. draw it as a cartoon, other people can draw it as a sex cartoon. Mm. That's true. I know that much about cartoons and anime. Did you, um, did you guys know, like, as kids, did you know any, like, weird anime kids, or was it just something completely foreign to your person? 
Uh, I knew we watched like Akira. Is that what it's called? Akira. We watched yes. Akira, <laughs> and some of my friends did go down that route. Um, but there was usually the same motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're in there. Just heads fucking got really big bashing or heads and popping pills and hanging out with old baby men. Aha. <laughs> hey. uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not sure that anybody that I was really close friends with got into it. Mostly like D and D. I feel like maybe there was some overlap there too. I'm, I'm not For sure. For sure, yeah. if you're drawing oh, the twisted. uh the Sorry. Venn diagram <laughs> of like anime tabletop gamers and like people that know too much about Star Trek, there's like an overlap there. And people who repeat every joke from Monty Python verbatim until all joy has been drained out of it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. I was that person in fifth grade. And in middle school, I learned to reel it in for uh, Digimon facts. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a lifestyle. It's just a flesh wound. Folks. 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 What were those little things that people would carry around with them? It was a little Japanese toy and it was like a pet. Tamagotchi. Wow. I had a Tamagotchi. I hadn't thought of those in fucking 20 years. How was your Tamagotchi, Jamie? <laughs> mm, it was never feeling very well, I must say. I think I killed it a thousand times. I only had the Digimon Tamagotchi because you oh, got to put fight in them. the work. Yes, you got to fight for could, my pleasure. You could fight them. There was tiny dino slave. There is the original Digimon is based off of a Tamagotchi, the entire series. Right. And it was this tiny Tamagotchi that had little buttons on the top that if you uh, butt plugged it in, to your friend's Tamagotchi, then you your make, little you pixel monsters would uh, bleed for you. Oof, that's <laughs> how children learned about sex, huh? Yeah. Back then? yeah. Listen. <laughs> it's when two Tamagotchis <laughs> plug in. That's so, what me and well, your mother are doing you <laughs> right now. <laughs> so you mentioned D and D. Were you... Were either of you doing other nerd shit? Like, what kind of weird kids were you? Uh, yeah. What kind of freaks are on this couch right yeah. now? Mm. Well, I'm actually surprised that I didn't really know any anime kids because I was one of the like nerdy theater losers oh, who would yeah. play tabletop games like in the theater, the the drama teacher's office. He let us hang out there on the weekend. Model. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's after hours. And it's we a safe space. Yeah, like, exactly. you're not at home. I love that. It is important to add that we are recording in Brooklyn and not Queens, so sometimes this will get Sopranos-y. <laughs> uh, that actually doesn't make sense. Cause oh, because they're from New Jersey? From you know New what Jersey. I mean, Katie! <laughs> and everyone knows Queens has more Italians than Brooklyn, so I, I, go back to I Massachusetts. I don't think everyone knows that. I will not. I actually had to go in our Discord and I, because I realized that like half our fans are from the UK, and I just posted a map of the New York metro area. I'm like, this is where Long Island is. (laughs) It's a special. People from Britain don't need to know where that place is. Well, I'm I'm from there, so it comes up all the time. Oh, so am I. I'm sorry to hear. So I had to like. (laughs) I just Staten Island. Everyone's a cop. (laughs) I just realized like we keep sleeping slipping into regional bullshit. So I'm like, I should just. Uh, reach out and fix that. <laughs> we had to explain Staten Island to uh, Leslie Lee the Third the other day, yeah, we actually, because really um, we so had sorry. him on talking about the Purge. Uh, oh yeah, and as you know, the first Purge takes place in a fictional version of Staten Island yes, where there are does. no white people. 
I right, was which is so like, offended. Oh. I was so offended because like half of the guys in my union are Italian Americans from Staten Island, and it's erasing it's Italian Staten Island voices. Yeah, like this at one point they anyway. actually they actually um, import racist white people yeah, to right. Staten Island, and I'm like, but what what a what a bizarro world version of that shit. Seriously, boy. <laughs> it was it was good though. It's it's a good movie. For folks it. who don't know, it's, any it's, island in the metropolitan area of New York City is going to be chock full of racists. I whether think it's, it's a Staten or a Long. The guy who wrote that first Purge movie isn't from New York, but he did see that Cribs episode with uh, Method Man, and yeah. they were like, "That's it. That's <laughs> that's, like. that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing." Yeah. <laughs> Shaolin, wonderful. So <laughs> you're six chambers. A theater kid. Oh yeah. What was the best role you ever had, dude? I could not get a good part to save my life. <sighs> oh. uh, but you know what? If I had gotten the good parts, I might still be trying to be an actress, and I might not be doing any of the cooler shit that I'm doing right now. One time at camp, at theater camp, I got to play Willy Wonka. <gasps> that rules. Which I played it like fairly, very uh, Marilyn Manson-y because I was also very into Marilyn Manson Here's at this time thing. in my life. Mr. Wonka's twisted. And I feel like there's a lot of overlap. First of all, he's a capitalist overlord mm-hmm. with slave labor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all... Uh, what is it? We're all freaks now at the dope show? I can't remember the lyric. I was trying to get there. We're all stars ah! now at the dope show. I should know that. Sorry, we're, we're all stars. All stars now. <laughs> in the it's dope a world where show. everyone is getting the parts they want in theater. You know, <laughs> I saw Marilyn Manson very recently, and I was actually there when the gun-shaped set piece fell on him <gasps> at Roseland Ballroom. She that did was that, crazy. Folks. It was an inside job, Antifada. <laughs> Yeah, I just really didn't, because as you know, gun control is very important to us at the Antifada, and I really didn't like the way that he was talking about the issue a few weeks ago in an interview where he was clearly like coked out of his mind, yeah. and then he goes on stage with these giant guns as a prop, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to telepathically tell him to try to climb those guns <laughs> right. so that they then fall on him the and that's exactly what happened. The will hurt you in a very real way. <laughs> you know what? That's what you get for trying to suck your own dick. <laughs> <laughs> bet you, bet you wish you had those ribs <laughs> back now, jerk off. <laughs> I want my ribs replaced with guns. <laughs> that's like the true <laughs> v- 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 like incel move. <laughs> you know what's super fucked the, up? The too? school shooting's coming from inside his body. <laughs> When you get in a serious accident like that, the first thing you're going to wish you had is one more rib. <laughs> Seriously. And it's it's funny, too, because... We don't think about them until we lose them. Like, I don't want to be gross about it, guys, but if anyone doesn't need to suck his own dick, it's a rich and famous rock star. <laughs> Sorry. 
He has a condition. Rose McGowan wasn't <laughs> doing it for him, I guess. Boy. Not hot enough. That's insane. I, <laughs> I know. It makes uh, me mad, too. Makes me furious. <laughs> and I love Marilyn Manson, but he is not a good-looking man. I had a huge no. crush on Rose McGowan for so many years. We all thought you were going to say you had a huge crush on Marilyn Manson. zombie-type creature or whatever he is. I don't know that I disliked Marilyn Manson when I was a kid, but uh, I was more a punk hardcore kid than I was a whatever the fuck that music is. I didn't think he should it's have new metal adjacent. New metal adjacent. I, thought, oh, I think that's kind of why. That's I, a little unfair. I, I like new metal, and I liked Marilyn Manson, and I liked punk and hardcore. I was just like a terrible person. <laughs> uh, we can reel it back in. Sean, do you have any uh, nasty uh, nerdisms that you care to share with the viewing public? Well, I mean, on the topic of punk and hardcore, you know, you look back and you think, or at the time anyways, you think you're so cool because you, you know, wear this different sort of clothes and you got different sort of hair and stuff. But there is something really fucking nerdy about like um, collector's item, seven inches and like patches and uh obsessive collecting of of facts or or anything specific becomes nerdy upon itself yes exactly it's a cool kind of nerd though (laughs) yeah i mean i would have been just as nerdy if it had been stamps or uh i don't know comic books or manga is that what they call it manga they're calling it manga (laughs) (laughs) it's just you have a different uniform when you're like a punk kid you know so like you're cool or you think you are anyways were you in a band oh i was in many bands yeah were Um, you a bass player? Damn it. She pegged Wait, me as a guess. fucking bass player. She, wow. That is... That's some epic read right yeah, there. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I'm sorry for I, that really mean thing yeah. I just said That's to you. fine, you know. I, I guess I wear it well after all these years. Oh, I still well, have a bass but player. But babe, babe, tell them about the ska band you were in where you played the saxophone. Oh, uh, Five Knuckle Shuffle, you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, did just we Just found play? out what that means. Yeah. Oof. What it does was, that mean? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm doing the jerk off motion with my He's hand. He's jerking off. You don't have to be ashamed because I was played trumpet in a ska band called One Horn Army, and then we got a second <laughs> horn, so I had to go around with a sharpie and change all our posters for Battle of the Bands. Ooh, nice. Oh, there was a band once uh, on that, not exactly the same, but there was a band called Hi Hat Attack. Do you remember them? It sounds. Familiar. It was. It was. It was. You could both be making all of these up right now. It was. It was just just hi hats. That was a great thing about it. You said you said one horn band or whatever. It was just hi hats. Hi hat. Hi hat attack. Wow. Um, about seventy fucking hi. You guys sounds good. Yeah, said yeah. you had a bawling out related anecdote. Um. I mean, I'm not here to ball out super. I'm here to ball out regular. But okay, we'll uh, cut that out. Yeah. I got to say, um, Matt Crispin and I were talking the other day, and uh, this actually ended up on our episode, which will be out by the time this one uh, airs, I'm sure, about how he had an existential crisis on your show. (gasps) And uh, he said it was maybe the worst potting moment of his entire life, but he learned valuable lessons from it. So coming here, I was a bit intimidated because I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. How do we keep doing that? 
to people. Maybe this Do is a therapy Only show. through struggle can one increase <laughs> the ability you of their anime watching. You just told us that you like cackling at couples <laughs> as their relationship shatters, so uh, well, maybe I, I, it's I, a kind I, of a thing. It's not all couples. It's just something very funny about people fighting over a credenza. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Even and, for you to say. Well, to be fair, I've also succumbed to the darkness of the Ikea before people judge me. I've definitely gotten a screaming fight oh, over salt shakers before. But like, For such a bright place, it's very dark. We've had multiple guests really clam up because we've asked them about themselves. Yeah. And you I, won't have that problem with me. Mm. Yeah. I just, got you. I just think like Thank you for particularly men are not used to like being asked personal questions. They only know how to quip about movies and politics because it's not like interpersonal. Right, mm. and instead we'll just like stand up and do like a slug fest, dog. <laughs> we'll like start throwing, dog. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's see if we can break you on the anvil of oh, this recap. God. I'm of so Dragon. here the rack. for it. The rack. How real do you want to get? I'm ready. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Settle in. It's me, you, Spine Orion. Yes, the man from the news whose spine turned into a U after spending all his time honking on his own hog with his own mouth. And I'm here to say that although it may be cool and it may be a delight to pleasure yourself with your own mouth, the risks to your back and spine are simply not worth it. Also, subscribe to the Ballin' Out Super Patreon for an extra episode every week for just $5 a month. Keep your dick out of your own mouth. The title of this episode is The Evil Emperor Returns, A Reception from a Mysterious Assassins. Okay, the old let's saying. recap. Goku, when faced with the challenge of choosing anyone in the entire universe to help defend Earth in this battle royale, he decides to go to hell and get Frieza. Sometimes your enemies can make you more strong. So we open up and everyone's eating at Bulma's house and they're like, so uh, you, you went to hell and you got Frieza and you, the guy who tried to kill everyone multiple times. How did you get him to agree to that? Also, he's racist. He's racist. There's, uh, everyone's racist. Which That's is all wrong. I've gotten from this entire show <laughs> is that it's all about racism. The entire time Sean was watching the show, his first episode of Dragon Ball, he kept being like, and he's a white nationalist, <laughs> and he's a white nationalist, and he's a dinosaur, but he's racist about if it. If they didn't want me to think that they weren't white nationalists, then they wouldn't have put white power runes all over everybody. I don't, what superpower is that to just be... Uh. Why does a mouse look like a pharaoh? Answer that. Uh. Yeah, riddle me that. There's a uh. character who's a mouse. So Goku basically has to admit to everyone that he agreed to wish Frieza back from the dead in order to get him to comply, to fight, to save the world. And boy... Were they upset about that? <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if they had a plot where Goku had to get Frieza to come back to sell knives? Like in a cut coat <laughs> yeah, like pyramid scheme? Thing. We have to get Frieza to sell these knives and get his friends to sell knives. I feel like he'd be really good at it. <laughs> he would, dude, because he could fucking he shoot has- you with his laser beams. <laughs> you got to collect all these dragon balls, right? And... uh Ultimately, at the end of the day, it does sound like a pyramid scheme. The and you have pharaohs and yeah. all that. You know? It's a yeah. Ponzi scheme. That's yeah. a great point. With dragons. Yeah. Um, at this point in the show, the Dragon Balls are really a prop to just get the 
cartoons to fight. So, uh, like, if they win the tournament, they get to use the really big Dragon Balls, which are even Dragon Ballier than the Dragon Balls we know. So they they kind of lead you in by saying, "Oh, you just got to get a tiny little Dragon Ball," and then after you got some of those, you get your friends to get other little Dragon Balls. But pretty soon they tell you, "Oh no, you got to get even bigger Dragon Balls," and then you're in so deep that you can't give up the idea of getting Dragon Balls, and you want to see these fights happen. Then eventually. You're homeless and you're broke and you're living on the streets of Staten Island. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Oh, cool. I love you. You caught up really fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first episode. Folks. I thought I thought this was confusing, but you clearly <laughs> got it right off the bat. Um. Fuck. I. I don't even. So, folks. 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 Jeremy usually has a giant legal pad that I'm allowed to take my notes on, Come on. and I forgot to bring my own notebook. And um, Alex didn't have any paper, and I totally understand you not wanting me to sell your your comedy notebook, but uh-huh. he is giving me two tiny pieces of paper to write these notes on. The paper is that the problem? Um, I usually write very big so I can read it quickly as we go through this. So it's a these little are the challenges Wait. that will improve your strength. Over yeah, time. can we stop for a second? You have an entire notebook just for comedy. Oh, Yo, that's incredibly common. Really? Is it? I know nothing about comedy. I know nothing about Goku. I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, a honey. Goku. Oh, <laughs> comedy is a, is like a Goku. Okay. Are they big and yellow like legal pads? Comedy pads? Yeah. No, usually they're yellow when they turn Super Saiyan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Most comedians have a medium to pocket size notebook that they carry with them at all times. Oh, fascinating. So when they're drunk at the bar, they don't have to write on a napkin. Yes. Got it. Got it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It looks like I usually a write ideas down in my phone notes and then I lose track of them because they're all interspersed with like grocery lists and stuff. See, that's less like a Goku. See, that's. <laughs> I did the mistake that my comedy notebooks is that my grocery list and my dream analysis. So if someone finds that, they're going to be horrified at what a broken human who does not have eggs I am. <laughs> or how bad your jokes are. They're like, why do you <laughs> I Just want a eggs. list of vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, How's she going to turn this into a bit? That's very avant-garde. I, you How know, are y'all eating Go-Gurt? <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about uh, probiotics <laughs> and Dr. Bronner's? You that was get? a funny switch to your stand-up voice. Oh, that's um, <laughs> that's like I'm not wearing makeup, Katie. Voice is like, hello, this is a uh, bad day, Katie. <laughs> and then there's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I summoned um, the cat with that yeah, you, one. You woke him from the chambers. <laughs> all right. um, I know what happens next if you can't read it. No, it's all right. So uh, we go to the fourth universe, which I found out is the fourth universe with the mouse. We had subtitles on this time is what happened. It's <laughs> <laughs> so Mouse Very Destroyer helpful. is like Kodos and Kronos like mind melding with another destroyer mm-hmm. on like the Rainbow Bridge or some shit. They're talking goss they're talking hot goss what's the goss who does seven universe have you know who i've heard seen her hanging out with frieza Frieza. that kinky bitch (laughs) i heard she's living in hell but you know what goku who cannot stay away he called her up and now they're hanging out gross i know and they're gonna totally ruin our party i'm confused as to why the other universes care about this one pick for universe seven i know they all hate universe seven because goku came up with the idea for the tournament due to his insatiable bloodlust yeah and now they're all going to be erased but by i God. think i think that's why i think 
What universe four destroyers? The tiny mouse squeak squeak that they spent so much money designing. He's petty. He's a mouse. He's a petty mouse, and I think his whole thing is that he thinks he's going to win this shit through sneakery. Right. And but, so since Frieza's such a big get, because like we never thought they would reunite. You know, his whole thing is like, if you're Goku, you got to be thinking like, why are you so obsessed with me right now? <laughs> you have a question. Please let the questions be asked, Alex. Um, I just want to be clear here. All right. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. You Go not only it. have to collect a whole bunch of balls of seven, dragons. Seven balls. Seven, seven balls. balls. But in this universe of monsters and multidimensional shit and people flying everywhere and old white power men with runes on their heads, there's also money still. Oh yes. yeah, they that's spend the money. They part spend... of Dragon Ball. There's still money. They go Why? in space and like people are like, "I've got a shift." <laughs> it Why? Ends soon. Why is there's, there money? Uh, there's also cops. Yeah, there's we cops. Have, there's so we many have of these them are issues cops. with every <laughs> oh fantastical thing that we've watched lately, whether it's like. Black Panther or Altered Carbon or like you have the technology to do so much crazy shit and you still have capitalism? What the fuck? Why would you they have they they spend money to build robotic mice? The saddest part of it all is uh, Goku has saved the world like a hundred times and when Dragon Ball Super starts it shows him at his day job which is farming <laughs> radishes oh and he like can't do it yeah. and they're like out of money. No, I'm sorry. Let me, let's just continue with this thread here. There's at least what? 14 universes? Did I get that right? There's at least 13? I, I, I can't keep track. You need to understand the last like chunk of episodes they have introduced so many new characters and new concepts that I can't even keep track and I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of, of like Pokemon and shit at this point and like my brain can't make room for any more fun facts. So you're almost as lost as I am having seen it for the first time. I can follow it because I've had to every week for two years. Okay, but you but, do what you need to do to survive. But yeah, I, I am like having trouble keeping 12 track universes, of like... 12 universes. Here's my question though, right? Yeah. Now, let me get this straight. If I work uh, in a radish farm, on a radish, radish farm in uni- universe four, okay. all right, can I go to universe eight and use that same currency in order to build a robotic so mouse? So much of the universes don't know about each other. So it's how just, would they have the same currency? Universe 3 only uses dinar. Also, you you misunderstood <laughs> what I said. When I say they spent so much money on the mouse, I mean the animation company invested oh. in, in designing this character. Oh. But it, it, I'm glad mouse. I made that joke because you're making a really excellent point by like, why is there money? Now... In uh, where our our heroes are set, they do seem to live in a hyper capitalist society. The one of the main characters is the richest woman in the world who mm. owns Capsule Corp. Yeah, she invented capsules. Wow! Uh, Thanks for all the drugs. Yeah, Good she's job. like a, a fuckable Elon Musk. <laughs> so like Elon she's Musk. Like if Elon basically. Musk was Grimes. <laughs> yes, I'd, I'd fuck Elon That's Musk. That's the concept of the show. <laughs> wow. Okay. So uh, so they do the mind meld. They and so basically they just. Decide to cheat. Um, they're gonna kill Frieza gonna kill before Frieza, which he is can. Wrong. Right. <laughs> to do. If somebody it's wrong. destroyed my universe by cheating, I'd be really, really upset. Right. Right, and it's a big deal because if they get caught cheating, they'll be automatically eliminated and therefore genocide their people. And their oy girlfriend oy oy. will be pissed. Yeah, she's gonna be like, "Why'd you get me killed?" <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Baby Trunks stares 
at the weird they have like a cork board. They have like a, <laughs> a what is that called? A crazy wall from like the cop <laughs> movies where they're like it's all coming together Going and they're stringing the red strings together. It's like that except their fighting group and Trunks is like, uh, what the fuck? Why is Krillin on this crazy wall? Why is a genocidal murderer on this wall? And uh, Goku's like, we can't let the children know. Don't <laughs> spill the sensu bean. So Bulma's he like, gaslighting is a part of parenting. Uh, <laughs> Emotional labor. That's what you. That's what you do. I haven't screamed that in a long time. I know. <laughs> you used to do it all the time. Though. Uh, I've worked through that in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be back. Uh, maybe with my anime dating profile. Uh, <laughs> so Bulma decides to like lie to them and say everyone on the board are people congratulating them for her new baby. And Vegeta's mad that he even has to pretend to like. He just gets mad. He's just he's mad all the he's time. He's just punching holes. He's in got the wall. he has so much to work through. And then Goku is like, oh by the way, seven year old children, Trunks and Goten. You gotta go to Android 17's sexy animal island to protect it from Cuban poachers. He does the classic dad trick you do to kids where you're like, oh, you're interested with what's in that drawer? What if I made you the chief of the kitchen? (laughs) 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 Oh, we get to stop a whole island? That's right, there's monsters on there. And And my friend's gonna take you because being around you nauseates me. Yeah, (laughs) They all have such a cavalier attitude to Towards the monsters on this island. They really do. Right. Well, like, are they just like adorable animal friends in this TV show? Well, um, the kids are just like yoked out, though. They're they, just strong. They're super strong, and it's also like they've seen people murder. They've been to space. Like, they're just jaded as shit they're at jaded. this point. They're all on Tinder. This is darker than IKEA. This whole multiverse. <laughs> Dragon Ball, darker, darker than, than IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> um, so. Goku, being the irresponsible dad, is like, well, I would drive you to your Little League game, but what if Uncle Krillin took you? And Krillin's like, I have never worked anything out with my brother-in-law who tried to kill me. And so Krillin has to go to the island with the kids. He takes 18 and their baby. And then Android 18 and 17 have a very sexually intense repartee back and forth and it's very uncomfortable for everybody it's while 18's kids are there too and he, he looks at Marin and there's this this is the best moment of the whole episode where 17 looks at Marin and goes what's your name Maron <laughs> and she's like if you ever misgender my child again I will slice you in half <laughs> it's a boy's name <laughs> I was so weird it was so weird how tense and sexual even one of you guys were like "Are I hope they're not related because this is an yeah, yeah. And they're brother and sister, but they're robots. So that does that mean they have the same but they robot were like parents? Wished human. It's a long story. So I don't know how that works with robots. A very normal libertarian online told me that uh, as long as you use birth control, uh, you know, there's no real danger in um, you know brother and sister robots having sex. It doesn't hurt anybody. It does not. The non-aggression <laughs> principle is not. <laughs> Broken. So let's ask Stefan Molyneux what he thinks about two robots fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, long story short, they don't fuck. Um, it was good to see 17 again. It was good to see 17. He oh, looks great. I miss him. He's a stud. Every um, time I come home, I'm like, oh, what's 17's up to? What's he up to? Watching those monsters. 
he he hates was humans. like pretty hot for a cartoon character. He is my uh, current number one boyfriend, Roch Husbando. He, he's number one Husbando on the yeah. list. Yeah. Um, so he would just be so mean and disinterested in me, and just like tell me how he <sighs> wish everyone would just die. And he's I can't. Cruel. Oh, that's, that's one means. important thing is is he makes a, a comment about wishing all humans would die. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it was it's like my kids right here, and you already called them an Italian slur. Can we move on? Um, so they're like, we need to get you off of the Monster Island. You're fighting this tournament. Let's leave these children in charge of protecting mm. this national reserve <laughs> of monsters. I well, was disappointed we didn't get to see more of the Monster Island. Especially... There's a whole other episode about it. Okay. It's really yeah. good. It's, oh, well, it's the best one. And there's a lot of homoeroticism in it, too. Cool. A, I love monsters. B, Monster Island was one of my favorite DIY spaces in Williamsburg, which is now defunct it's forever. shut down due to gentrification. Mm. <laughs> so the same thing is probably going to happen to that Monster Island. So, like, well, honestly, you know, get money. it while the get good, They have folks. money in that universe. They obviously have capitalism. Eventually, someone will gentrify to, Monster someone's Island. Someone's going to put a Starbucks they're right in the middle of it. They're going to build a condo there. Yeah, they're going to put a fucking Dwayne Reed, and uh, they're going to host the next Fry Fest. Right there. <laughs> anyway, Goten and Trunks of Marin are in charge of Monster Island. That was what we were saying. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> and then, uh, I, this is when I ran out of paper. Right, okay. So, let's hear my side of the story. Go for it. So, we got a lot of Z-Warriors with a lot of time on their hands. They're yes. waiting around, waiting for Frieza. Frieza's coming back. I think we skipped a part about uh, Master Roshi is practicing right, containment ma- beams. I like that guy a lot. In the tower. Oh, right. Master Roshi is like electrifying people and he's torturing Yajirobe and Corinne. Corin really literally goes, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my tower. I hate you. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking suck so much, you old piece of shit. I drew boundaries with you after you assaulted all those women and you keep <laughs> coming back. I brought my architecture students here and you were so out of line. <laughs> <laughs> This is an old man who uh, openly just sexually harasses every female character he sees. That's his whole arc. Okay, there you go. And I'm against it because I'm a hero. (laughs) (laughs) I liked him because he was—he lives in a what, like a cloud tower? Well, he doesn't live there. He lives in a crashing at someone's house. Oh wow! He lives in a cloud of K2 smoke. He was squatting (laughs) in a spice tower above the clouds, and uh, he had the gumption the cojones, if you will, to stand on the ledge, like a, I don't know how many thousand mile drop, and uh, he was just kind of just doing his thing. That's gangster shit. Well, you know, they had the joke where everyone on the show can fly, and he was like, oh yeah, I forgot I don't fly, I ride a magical turtle shell. That (laughs) that happened too, yeah. Um, So yeah, everyone shows up. So So everyone shows up together. They're all together. Seventeen makes his dramatic entrance. It's a, a talking who. cat. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. a who's who of who's a talking cat on the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's there. Goku says, I have to get Frieza now. He's the one who's not here. He goes to um, Baba, the witch, and he says, I will trade you this delicious lunch to bring my friend back from hell. She says, I don't care. And then she goes and gets him. Frieza comes back. He makes a dramatic entrance. We all say, wow, look at him. He looks like he is shaped like a penis. Oh, wait, this is the theory I had. 
<laughs> Frieza. Yes. Always buck naked. Right. Has very strong quads. You're looking at them. It leads into the national contour, natural contour of his body. Yes. No genitalia. Following. Here is where his genitalia <gasps> are. His, his tail, tail changes wow. sizes. Oh, my God. Because it, it's a sack like we talked about it's last week. It's a sack. Week. Oh. It is sensitive to outside forces. It is fuck, that, he fucks with the tail. It's too Is massive. that where he keeps his balls? I don't think he has balls. I yeah, because he's an alien. Don't it might be that. inside of him. Like, who That's knows what that anatomy Jay. is? I'm just saying, if he has sex organs, the whole show is about tail. balls. The whole show yeah, is about We have discussed the sex organs of several characters on the show, so you guys are just keeping it directly on topic. All right. Uh, did you see the Broly movie yet? Yes, that's will, what made me think of it. Because his tail is all over yeah, the place. We'll get into it in its own episode, but the, the Freeze's tail in the Broly movie, it was out of control, but you know why? Because he was feeling confident. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where he goes in a pool and it gets all small. So, yeah, everyone's here, but they're like, where the fuck is Frieza? Goku said Frieza was coming to this party. I kind of think he was lying. We gotta go. The car's leaving. Right. Uh, the episode, much like this podcast, had gone on too long. <laughs> so Goku and Frieza go outside from the magical tent where they've resurrected Frieza, only to find it's full of generic space warriors. Oh, no. <laughs> and the uh, second favorite part of the episode, Goku asks them where they're from, and the guy keeps just saying, I'm not allowed to tell you that. He's saying... Am I being detained? (laughs) (laughs) Not my department, pal. Am I being detained? And then Frieza just snickety-snick beams him in half. He beams him right through the fucking And the guy is the talking dog, just to make sure we're all on the same page. The guy that gets beamed is like a rando talking dog, but he's wearing a destroyer costume, which is worth noting. For our listeners, it's wrong to beam dogs. Mm. They depend on you for their safety (laughs) and for a happy and healthy environment. And when you beam them like that, it betrays everything we stand for. Listen, if this dog's going to learn any discipline, I'm going to fucking beam my dog, okay? You can't come on my property and tell me not to be my dogs. <laughs> I'm calling I'm calling animal control to come and Can you call animal control on bad pet owners to be like guilt them? <laughs> no. I think you mean the the co- the I animal guess just cops. Animal cops? I forget what they're called. Animal cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like Officer Meow Meow. The ASPCA or some shit. I think that's what you're thinking. Meow <laughs> Meow Fuzzy Face. Reporting for duty. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Frieza powers up all the way and he's like I'm going to blast him even though we don't have to and could just leave because I'm fucking sick in the head. Yeah, it was one of the rare moments that Goku was responsible. He's like, we actually don't have time to fight. And he's like, no, I'm going to go golden and genocide some more. Other thing we missed, kind of important, when Frieza comes out, uh, he punches Goku for no reason and is like, ha, bitch. And then Goku does it to him and then we all laugh. Yeah, it was really horny. I loved it. Was it was like, ooh, my fists just slipped. It's my like, mistake. Uh, when the boys are back in town. It's the real feeling. I love Thin Lizzy. Yeah. All right. Should we rate this? I don't want to talk about it anymore because I didn't like it. <laughs> Let us never speak of this again. Out of seven Dragon Balls, Katie Rose Leon. It was setting stuff up, but it was like barely an episode. You know what I mean? So two out of seven Dragon Balls. Yeah, kind of sucked. Jamie, out no of fighting. seven Dragon Balls. Um, I'm going to give it three just for the novelty factor. I liked it more than I thought I would. There were a lot of fun designs. Yeah, I also liked all the talking cats, especially the Egyptian sphinx looking one. Oh, yeah. He's the biggest one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good meow. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it now. Uh, Sean, out of seven Dragon Balls. Given that it is the uh, 
first, but also the best I've ever seen. I'm giving it seven out of seven. Oh, no, boy. no, no Dragon Ball Z I've ever seen has topped that one. Guess so, what? You just all unlocked. the way to the top. <laughs> oh no! Uh, because Sean takes seven out of seven Dragon Balls, we will now summon the Eternal Dragon Shenron. I'm giving it two out of seven Dragon Balls. Uh, no beams? Hello? Yeah. I need a beam. No, there's that one. He beams the dog. Yeah, but it doesn't even count. Give me a freaking second beam. Yeah, where's my second uh, point, beam? Point of information, what's a beam? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking so I didn't have to. <laughs> um, you know when they shoot lasers at each other? We didn't with see. With their hands? Did we, oh, they we saw that one, one time, one time. Yeah. We saw yeah. one, one They time. normally do that all the time. This shows you what okay. a failure this episode is, that we're even having this conversation. I shouldn't have to. You should know. You, you did s- uh, <laughs> pick seven out of seven Dragon Balls, which oh, means no. you get to have a wish. Arise, Shenron! Oh, what's up, Shenron? Meow, meow. Where'd you my little cuties is getting a wish from me? Cat-themed flavor of the week, Shenron. Wow, Shenron, that was a sentence. Fuck off. Our guest, Sean, uh, found all seven Dragon Balls, so he would like a little wish. I get to You get to wish for anything in the world, except you can't wish someone back from the dead that's already been wished once back from the dead recently. That's totally fine. I wish for, on this planet, in this world, in this universe that we're in right now, for us to have all of the superpowers that they have on Dragon Ball Z, but no colonization, no imperialism, no exploitation, and no goddamn Ikeas. Instead, I give you a cat tower. That's good enough. I'll have to put it together. Oh, I gotta cancel the one I just ordered. <laughs> it's the same one you ordered. Now with beans. <laughs> That's good. That's good enough. That's it for me. I'm taking a nap. Bye, Shenron. Oh, Alex, you missed Shenron again. Oh, did he speak in full sentences? Uh, kinda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Does anyone have anything to plug? You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Please follow me because I actually have a bunch of shows coming up in February where you can see me do the art of stand up comedy. Oh, wow. That is cool. Amy and Sean, what would you like to plug here in the plug section? Oh, well, if any of you uh, anime fans out there are also fans of leftist politics, you can listen to our show, The Antifada, where unrest is best. I wonder if we have any overlap in that subsection yeah, of our listeners. I guess we'll see. imagine. Not a single one. I have definitely seen some like tankies with anime <laughs> avatars online. So maybe them. Go to check out the Antifada. And um, yeah, maybe if enough of you uh, at us, we will have a show about, uh, I don't know, anime. Yeah, Why you, not? Can, you can start uh, our Real Monsters podcast. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the uh, real monsters are the capitalist class. Folks. <laughs> folks. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> Come support the DSA. Come to paid protest this Friday at Mayday Space, the 25th. We got a new lineup. Anders Lee will be there. <laughs> TV's Anders Lee. Oh, the comedian Anders Lee? He's more of a philosopher. Is he bringing his big red ball? 
Uh, I hope. Anyway, 7 p.m. Mayday Space in B- Brooklyn. Come on by. I'll see you there. We'll play some music. We'll listen to some comedy. I'll see you online. And that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super!